Yeah? Okay, thank you. I hear a little echo. All right, praise the Lord. So, um, I'm Stephanie, for those of you who don't know me, I, I think just there's many of you who do, but there are a few I see faces that I don't recognize. So my name is Stephanie, and, and I have been coming here since I have been born again. And I started out in the old building and got saved back there on a faith explosion with Pastor Ricky's dad. And Well, technically, no, excuse me. I got saved prior to that, but then I received a miracle in my shoulder um, from Pastor Ricky's father. And um, it was a called-out miracle, and it was... Uh, I, I didn't want to go and go up, <laughs> so he had made a comment. He stopped the music, and um, he had said, "If anybody here has a bad shoulder, you know, you need to come up." And I thought, "Well, I have a bad shoulder," and uh, he says, "Well, we're waiting on you." Or he said, "There's two people. We're waiting on you, and you need to come up and receive." And and I thought, "Well, I have a bad shoulder." And then I saw actually Chelsea come down, and I saw somebody else step out, so I stepped back in, and I thought, "Well, that's not God," <laughs> and. Um, so then he looked at the one lady and he's like, ma'am, do you have a bad shoulder? He was like confused, you know, that she was there. And he says, she says, well, I don't, but my husband does. He says, well, we'll do a prayer cloth. Come on down. And he says, but still, there's somebody in this building. There's something with your shoulder. If you want your healing, you need to come down and get it. And we're going to wait for you. <laughs> I'm thinking you're going to wait for me. So I waited and waited. And finally, it was like, okay, nobody else came out. So I'm going to go ahead and go. So I came down and I didn't even know how to receive prayer at that point in time. So I was watching, and so you know, I was looking at what, what he was doing with everyone else. And, and I said, Chelsea, do this. And so I said, okay, I'll do that. You know, so, and I didn't even know her name was Chelsea at the time. I don't even think she knew my name either. And um, so um, I kept my eyes open, though, because I didn't know what to expect. And I saw his hands come up here, and then heat hit my body from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, and down I was out. I woke up later and people were dancing and I had this thing on me which now I know is called a modesty cloth but I didn't even know it was called a modesty cloth and I'm like take this thing from me <laughs> and then your aunt's husband and Brenda's your aunt's pastor Brenda but I can't I don't know his name Tom pastor Tom Thomas he looked at me and he goes looks up and down and goes glory to God and I'm like whatever I'm like just get me back to the back row and uh, so I just went back and sat down, and then Mike's bugging me. Mike Meadows, you guys know our, our usher, our head usher. Mike Meadows was bugging me, and I didn't want to be talked to when I came to church. I wanted to sit and just leave me alone. If God's going to meet me, God's going to meet me, right? If I'm going to find God, I'm going to find God. You're not going to convince me of God. And so I didn't want to talk to anybody. And Mike was annoying me and saying, <laughs> he was. And he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, he's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, he's like, are you okay? And I'm like, what? What are you doing? What? He goes, are you okay? And I'm like, am I okay? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. And I could move my whole arm. My shoulder was completely healed. I had no pain. I'm talking about you right now, Mike. And uh, I had no pain in my shoulder. And he goes, no, not that. And I'm like, what? What could you possibly need to say more to me? And um, he says, we missed you. I said, what do you mean you missed me? He says, you went down so fast, your head bounced on the ground. And he goes, we missed you. Are you okay? And I'm like, are you kidding? And I'm feeling my, the back of my head. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm absolutely fine. I didn't even know. And I had been slain in the spirit, first time ever. And it was the most miraculous, incredible experience I had ever had with God. And um, I always tend to share that story, but... Um, or that, it's not a story. I always tend to share that fact of my life. 
And I just want to encourage you guys because the manifestation of the Spirit was here and still is here. I don't want to say that it's left. But I certainly want to say that when those moments come, you need to take advantage and you need to step out and come down. Do something that you didn't do. I did not want to go. I didn't. I didn't want to go. I, but I never knew about an unction or a, or a you know, a, a, a leading, you know, to come down to the front or anything like that, you know. And I, I never knew of any of those things. And so, praise God, God told the man of God, call her out. <laughs> Get her down here. I need to touch her, you know. But you guys have been trained. You guys have been told. If you have that leading, come down, you know. I'm just so grateful that... God was gracious enough to tell the man of God to say, tell her to get down here so I can minister to her. But I had to do something else. I had to do something. I had to respond to the Holy Spirit as well. I had to respond to the voice of the man of God who was telling me to come down. And it was me, obviously. I mean, look at everything that transpired. It was me. And so I just wanted to share that story and encourage you guys to just, when it's in operation like that, and I always believe for the operation of the Holy Spirit when I minister, that I don't even have to do anything, that he's just going to minister throughout, and he'll take care of the things that you need taken care of as the word comes forth. Amen? Amen. 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 So, um, funny you touched on the miraculous, and you had said that. I might weave in and out of that. I actually, I don't think I'm fully released, but I can share this. That the Lord ministered to me in... When did I go to Utah? That's all? I thought it was longer than that. Okay. So I went to Utah to go visit my daughter. And as I was driving out, um, all of a sudden, I mean, I'm praying because I love driving and praying. So I'm praying in the Spirit. I'm driving out. And I look over. Actually, the Holy Spirit ministered in my heart to look over. And I looked over and I saw this valley with a, a smog, or not smog, but a fog over it. And I was looking, and it was just a really, it was just incredible, really. And the Holy Spirit ministered in my heart that he said that the miraculous is lying dormant. And it's just right there. It, it's right there. It's ready. It's ready to come out. And, and I thought, okay. You know, <laughs> I didn't know what else to say. So anyway, so then... I did ask the, the Lord later, you know, okay, do I need to do something? You know, what, what is it that's happening? And so, so the Lord's ministering some things to me about the miraculous. And so I think that that, I didn't know he had said that word. And so I think it just bears witness in the spirit that I don't get to minister on it right now, but I can tell you that just be in expectation for those things. Amen. Be in expectation for the miraculous to yeah. awaken. Yes. Awaken. It's going to waken up again. Minister in your lives. Minister in your hearts. Minister in your finances. The miraculous. The, the limbs to grow out. The blind eyes to see. The deaf to hear. The miraculous. The miraculous. Amen. It's a serious thing to take. You know, we want to honor it, give it glory. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So I'd like to um, just thank Pastor Ricky and Pastor Chelsea for allowing me to come up here. So I always honor the office of the pastoral. Amen.
office. Always, always highest calling in the church. Absolutely, absolutely. Something, <laughs> it's an incredible office. To You have to be anointed to do it. Amen. And you guys are absolutely anointed to do it. Amen. Amen. You guys, they've grown up in churches and, and they've seen things and, and they've listened to wise, wise men and women of God. They've sat at tables and listened to their conversations between each other. You know, so they've heard wisdom. They've heard some big wisdom, right? So they know. They know some things and they know the voice of God. So I honor that in you guys. So I thank you for that very much. So, well, praise the Lord. So I'm actually going to minister on faith. And we'll see if it weaves in and out of the miraculous, but I don't think it's going to. I was waiting there for a minute to see if I was going to get to go, and there was no release. So we'll have to wait. We'll see what the Lord has later. Amen? It's not time. It's lying dormant, though. It's right there. It's right there, and I'm excited about it. So I want you guys to say this before I start. There's some things. What this is doing, it's uh, somebody... Uh, Oh my goodness, I just completely blanked on your name. Jean. Yes, Wendy Jean. <laughs> so sorry. Wendy Jean, you had said something. Declare a thing and so it shall be. Yes. Amen. I love that. I absolutely agree with that. So I want you guys to say these things. I am the church. I am the church. A member of the body of Christ. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against me. The Spirit of God dwells in me. And because I believe in Him, in the name of my Lord Jesus, in the name of my Lord Jesus God's Christ, God's Christ I, will I will cast out demons. Cast out demons. I, will I will speak with new tongues. Speak with new tongues. I, will I will use my authority, use my authority over demonic influences. In my, community. in my community. As a viper bit Paul, As a viper bit Paul and, did him, and did not kill him, evil and death, evil and death when, they when they try to attach to me, to me I, will not be harmed. I will not be harmed. I will lay hands on the sick, hands on the sick and they will, and they will recover. recover. Amen. Amen. That is your heritage in Jesus Christ. That is exactly who you are and the things that you should be doing. Amen? So I just kind of set that little atmosphere, and so I'm just going to open up in prayer real quick, and then we'll move forward. Father God, I set this time for you. I've been praying. I've been seeking. I have been studying. And you know what? I am nothing. <laughs> Your words are steady to show myself approved, but it's up to you. Holy Spirit, have your way. Minister to the, the hearts and the people that are here, even their minds, minister to their soul, minister to their spirit, Father, minister to their physical bodies in the name of Jesus. I pray, Father God, as I'm easily led by your spirit, that, um, that I take my time to listen and to hear the directions that you have me to go. The things that you would have me to say, that I say them. I pray for boldness and utterance of speech. That I declare the goodness and the righteousness of God to the people. I thank you for it, Lord. I give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Okay, so we're going to uh, minister on faith. What time is it? 
What time do I need to end by? Nine o'clock is good. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, so of course we're going to go to Old Faithful Hebrew. Hebrews 11. And the Lord just had me, uh, and just gave me some things out of this. And I'm just really excited to minister to them. I thought I was going to get a hoop holler and preaching, and, and uh, I had one, but the Lord said, no. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what are we doing then, God? I wrestled with the message for two weeks, and uh, last night it was settled. This is it. <laughs> this is it. I tell you, everyone's just, ah. I was getting ready to call and say, I got nothing. <laughs> got all these different ways to go. Anyway, Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to read. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good testimony. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of the things which are visible. By faith Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and though it and through it he being dead still speaks. By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death, and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken he had this testimony that he pleased God. And just a side note there. In Genesis 5.22, Enoch walked with God for 300 years. I thought that was, he walked with God for 300 years. That's faithfulness. That's honor. Amen? That's good. Verse 6, but without faith, it is impossible to please him, God. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And I'm going to stop right there. And I'm going to go back to, um, to Enoch. It says, by faith, in verse 5, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Yes. Enoch pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please God. Yes. That's what verse 6 says, but without faith. So Enoch had faith. He pleased God. So listen to this. For he who comes must believe that God is, that's faith, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That's faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must first believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Are you guys diligently seeking God tonight? Amen. Amen. He's going to reward you with faith. He's going to reward you with faith. Now, we all have faith. And so I'm going to talk about three ways to get great faith. Amen. You want great faith? I want great faith. I want great faith. And I want to know how to get great faith. So we're going to talk about great faith. Let's go to Romans 10, 17. Is that just the wind? Holy Spirit, come. <laughs> Amen. Romans ten seventeen. We we've heard this a many, many, many a time. It's always good to open the Word and read it, make sure we are clear. So then, faith comes by hearing, 
and hearing by the word of God. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The Greek strong definition for the word, word in this, for faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, is rhema. And rhema means that which is spoken or uttered. So we have to, so how much rhema or preaching do you think the disciples heard? Just out of curiosity. Every day, every day, for hours, for hours, I actually did a little, a little math equation here. So it says, so if we just said that the disciples listened to Jesus, we just say Jesus preached 24 hours a day, seven days a week for 365 days a year. That would be 26,280 hours of preaching. But we still know they didn't hear quite that much, right? Because we know that they, they fellowship with other people and Jesus went off to pray at times, right? So we know. We know they went to the Mount, right? And had the Mount Transfiguration. So we know he wasn't constantly preaching, right? So let's just cut that in half and let's just say that they do 12 hours a day instead of 24 hours a day. That's still 13,140 hours of preaching. That's a lot of preaching. I've been been to school for a little while now and we did OSL for I me. Mean, who's OSLer here? I, <laughs> that's a lot of preaching we listen to, isn't it? It's like six hours a week? No, more. It's more than six hours a week. Fifteen or sixteen hours a week of preaching we listen to when we go through OSL. By the time you go to these classes, the after classes, you listen to the CDs and all that you have to do, it's like sixteen hours a week of preaching. So it still doesn't amount up to 13,140 hours. So let's just even cut that in half. And let's say that Jesus ministered, preached six hours a day, seven days a week for 365 days. Or excuse me, seven days a week for three years, right? 365 days for three years. Thank you. That would still be 6,570 hours of preaching. And I think I, when I had done the original, I remember thinking I still hadn't even hit that level. Of, of listening to preaching. Even if I thought of all the years I've been coming to church, I've been saved 15 years now, and I've, you know, if I came every Sunday and every Wednesday and all the OSL and then all the schools I've taken, I still don't meet the 13,140 hours. I don't even think I meet the 6,500 if we cut it all in half and say he did it six hours a day. Do you remember what Jesus told his disciples? What? <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, right. Which part? You know how often he told them, where is your faith? Whoa, now wait a minute. If we can't even obtain that level of hearing yet, or listening to the word yet, and they heard it, there's another step in there. It's not just by hearing the word that you're going to have faith. It can't be. Because if it could, then Peter would not have sunk. He would have had enough to just continue on, right? When they were casting out the demonic from the father's child, they would have done it. Jesus wouldn't have had to have showed up. It already wouldn't have been taken care of, right? But he says, well, where is your faith? What's going on? Where is your faith? So where is your faith tonight? So we know we have to hear the preaching of the word. We have to hear the rhema. It has to be spoken. How can we possibly believe when the disciples struggled? <laughs> I mean, you look at the disciples, they're like, they struggled. I mean, they're a disciple of Jesus, right? Well, I'm a disciple too. So are you. Amen? 
So first we must hear the spoken word of God. The next two kind of go together, but let's look at James 1, 22. So that was the first step, is that you have got to hear the preaching of the word. It has to be spoken. You, gotta, you have to hear it preached. You have to hear it ministered. It has to be rhemed. It has to be spoken out. James 1, 22. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. So if you are here only and you're just sitting and you're thinking, okay, right, Pastor Ricky and Pastor Chelsea up here are going, just ask the Lord. Just ask the Lord. Right? Just ask the Lord. You should ha you'll have what you say. You'll have what you say. Ask the Lord. But if you're just sitting in faith, we all have a measure of faith. If you're just sitting there in your faith, and you're expecting to have great faith out of just sitting there and hearing the rhema, you have deceived yourself. That's, right. That's why you're not increasing. Yeah. Okay, so you want to increase. We want to increase. We all want you to increase. I mean, that's the whole purpose of, you know, preaching is to bring increase into your lives, to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Yes. Amen? Yeah. That's the whole, one of the purposes of it. Amen. So you don't want to deceive yourself. Verse 23, For if anyone is a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself, goes away, and immediately forgets what kind of man he is. How many times do you leave the church and forget the word that was preached? They just told you what kind of man you were when you sat here and you listened to the preaching word. I just told you, everybody, I just, we just did a good confession that you are the church, that you are the body of Christ, that you're going to lay hands on the sick, but now you're going to go out and you're going to see somebody sick and you're going to forget the word I just preached. You forget. You walk away and you forget. When you start doing, you start remembering. When you start seeing people respond and do the word of God, you start thinking, oh, look at that. Look what happened there. Hmm, isn't that interesting? So you want to be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. There are things that we do just out of um, obedience. I remember my tithe came in. I started tithing out of sheer obedience just because I was hearing it from there. And when God hit my life that day at the old building, it was just on this side of the, we probably, maybe that's why we sit over there. <laughs> but it was on this side of the church, even at the old building. And, um, you know, I knew I was all in. I wanted more of God. I wanted to know everything I possibly could want to know about God. Um, and so I, everything they said, I just lived and believed. I mean, I just believed it and I did everything I could to obtain it. Yes. And so tithing became, it was an act of obedience at first for me, which is okay. Because he says, you don't need faith to tithe. He says, you just bring the tithe out and prove me, right? Prove me now in this. If I will not open up the windows of heaven to you and pour out a blessing unto you so much so that you'll be unable to receive it all, right? So you don't even really have to have faith to tithe. You have to be obedient to bring your tithe in, okay? So that's where I start with tithe. Now, I just, just not too long ago, I had said the other day, um, I said, oh, I've got to get my tithe in. And man, I got a check in my spirit. The Lord said, is that your tithe? Excuse me? And I went, no, sir. I need to get your tithe in, sir. 
You know, it was like, I mean, I had such a check in my heart. We're so close to saying, my tithe. I got to get my tithe. I got to put in my tithe. That's not your tithe. That's the Lord's tithe. The tithe belongs to the Lord. It's his tithe. So we really need to really be particular about the things that we are saying, especially when it comes to the things of God, to the move of the Holy Spirit. Um, what we say really does matter. Pastor Ricky and Pastor Chelsea are right on with, with the, the logos of the word, the speaking of the word, the rhema of the word, declaring the things. We are, we are to reign as priests and kings. And when they declare a thing, when they speak a thing, it becomes a law. You know, we should be declaring laws in our life. Laws of righteousness around our lives. Lives of righteousness affecting and influencing our church, influencing our schools, influencing our places of employment. We need to write... Law, declare and decree laws of righteousness. We have more power than I think we'll, it's lying dormant. Yes. We have so much power. I don't know. I mean, I can't even, fa I, can, I can fathom a lot, but I don't think I can fathom the magnitude of it. Yeah. It is very important what we say. Yes. It's extremely important what we yes. say. We can, it says that our words can build up or tear down. There's a time to pluck up, a time to root out. There's a time to build, right? That's all done with our mouth. Yes. We pluck up and we root out things by the words that we speak and declare in our lives. We rebuild things by the way we speak and declare things in our life. We rebuild and bring restoration to things that the enemies come in and destroyed. It says that we'll take, one of the confessions was that we would declare, um, we would take our authority over demonic influences in our community. Do you think we're just going to, I don't know, just go to city council or something and say, I rebuke you, Satan. You know, not that Satan's in city council. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying, you know, you don't just walk in there and cast out a demon. You know, I cast out the demon that's in Bullhead City government or whatever. No, we're going to be at home and we're going to declare our city council is full of the wisdom of God. We're going to build them up. We're going to pluck out. Sin does not dwell in them. The thought of, of unrighteousness doesn't even come into the hearing of their ears. They don't like it. It bothers them in the name of Jesus, right? That they're going to lay down laws that, that benefit believers, that benefit our businesses, benefit our businesses. We have to declare things. We have to speak what is right, what is ours. It is all ours. You were reading something on Sunday. And everywhere, I, I wish I could remember what you were reading, but it brought me right into everywhere our foot treads. We have authority over. Everywhere your foot treads, you have authority over that. You have the right. Not anybody else. It's you. That's the favor of God around you. That's the blessing of God around you. That's what he wants us to be, a blessing. He wants us to be authoritative. He wants us to take our positions. Yes. Amen. He wants us to lay hands on the sick. Amen. I know I had said one time a long uh, while ago, I was ministering here a little bit ago. Uh, I think it was like a year ago now or maybe a little bit more. And I had said, the world knows how to get money. We're going to get it God's way. Yeah. Okay? That's what we're going to do. We're getting it God's way because what does he do? He adds no sorrow to it. Okay? So we won't have to toil for it. It will just be a manifestation of blessing and increase in our lives. We won't have to work any harder for it like they work. I see my manager work. He, she works many hours. She's there before I pull up. I see Tia's car there and uh, early in the morning. 
and uh, but my banjo and then we leave and she's still there I drive by sometimes and I see her car there when everybody else is gone you know so she has to work that hard people have to work that hard we don't have to work that hard we do not have to toil our increase will come supernaturally as we bring our tithes in as we bring our offerings in as we honor one another love one another and and bless other people then blessing comes back unto us amen but the world knows how to get increase as well financial increase so what is going to turn people back to the church it'll be when the legs grow out when the eyes that were once blind see again when the hearing of the ears return when they go back to work and they're like wait a minute <laughs> didn't you have weren't you this didn't you have a cane didn't you this and they're gonna be like like I was you wouldn't believe how many people were like they just didn't believe what had happened to me and I I just they watched me go from sinner to saint from at the casinos I'm telling you I was my husband and I we were not righteous people at all in any sense of the measure and um, boy when God got a hold of me I'll tell you when that miraculous happened in my life they all knew about it I stopped drinking I stopped smoking I stopped cussing I mean I really tried to live sanctified in front of them as best I could and I'll tell you what helped me thank you <laughs> the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit is a what what gave me the strength to endure because boy did they chasten me I was a manager and so of course I'm giving directions and I'm telling them things they have to do and blah blah blahs and oh well now you just think you're all that cuz you're all holy now you know I mean I just caught backlash you know what I mean and um, I remember one time one of the girls thought I had said a cuss word and I said, no, I didn't say a cuss word. And she's like, yes, you did. I heard you. I heard you. And I'm like, no, I really didn't. I know I didn't. I would not say a cuss word. And then so she got a friend to say, didn't you hear her say that? And she's all, yep, I heard it too. I heard it too. Oh, yeah, you're all this. And here you say a cuss word. And I said, you know what? Okay, great. If I said a cuss word, Father God, I repent in the name of Jesus. Right in front of them. They were like, okay, we're out of here. You know, so, but, but I wanted to do everything I could for God they had to know what God was doing in my life and so if God's not doing something in your life how are you gonna share it to the world that the sure. goodness of God yeah. the redemption grace of God I mean they they watched me they watched me uh, one time a customer was this was one of my youth stories Anthony you might remember so um, I taught um, Anthony was in my junior high um, years and years and years ago huh junior high ministry I did that for like what nine years eight years eight years I think it was so um, good job <laughs> by the way that's awesome very very proud of you very good amen so um, I had anger issues my husband can tell you I had anger <laughs> issues and um, so uh, one of this this guy who I was like almost ministering to but not really I was just getting saved so then he says you're going to a tongue-talking church <laughs> and I went I go yeah and he goes, a tongue talk in church? And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to a tongue. What is that? I mean, I never knew of anything wrong or good or bad about that. So to me, it was very easy for me to receive the, I will speak with new tongues. That was one of our confessions. It was very easy for me to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because I had nothing, no other weird doctrines or anything or, or that I can't have it or anything like that. So he's chasing me. I closed up his table and 
uh, that table broke down and I'm cleaning the table up and I'm taking the chips back to the to my podium and he's all chasing me she goes to a tongue talking church right and this is what he's doing chasing me and the the poker room was well almost as big as the sanctuary so we had uh, 10 or 12 tables I think it was so and he was all at the other side so we're walking all the way back through and he's just chasing me telling everybody she goes to a tongue talking church well this guy he was a difficult customer you know those kind <laughs> and um, and I've just been gracious and I've just been been kind and that was just enough for me and uh, so I could just feel it welling up inside of me and um, and I had a really good testimony to the whole poker room and then this is welling up inside of me so then I had this big bank drawer I think down underneath I had about 20,000 and I, th I had 5,000 up on top and chips I had a lot of chips I usually kept cash and then 900 and chips on top about a thousand maybe well more than anyway it doesn't matter so um so I was mad and I was putting his chips away and I'm putting them in my my rack there and and he said something else and I that was it I was done I slammed that drawer shut and all the chips go conk, 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 right and I said all you do is come here just to piss me off that's what I told him you know what the Holy Spirit said you just blew your whole testimony all of it it was done it was over and I thought okay I'm sorry Lord so then I was asking God what do I do how do I do that what do I do when when somebody's just poking you and jabbing at you and you've got to keep the testimony of love and kindness and faith right what do you do you pray in tongues you pray in tongues the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the most crucial crucial besides being born again that is the number one of course the number one thing that you have to do is be born again then you got to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit because that is when the power comes on you the strength of the Spirit of God rests upon you and then you're able to withstand the persecutions that will come they will come the persecutions will come the people who are gonna tell you that you just think you're all that they're gonna come too. but you're gonna stand strong in the Spirit of God that's what you're gonna do you're stand strong in the Spirit of God and let me tell you how they're gonna come let's see if I can thank you Jesus I believe it's in Luke I'm actually looking for uh, transfiguration The 70 return with joy. If anybody finds it before me, please go ahead. We are to walk in the miraculous. We are to lay hands on the sick and that they will recover. Hmm, I thought it was 4 9. Is it 948? 929 thank you 928 Luke 928 okay thank you so much Steve thank you pastor Steve so it says now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings and he took Peter John and James and went up to the mountain to pray as he prayed 
The appearance of his face was altered. Oh, I'm sorry, you guys. I have to hurry. The appearance of his face was altered. And his robe became white and glistering. And behold, two men talked with him, who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his decease, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Did I say that right? Yeah. But Peter and those who were with him uh, were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men that stood with him. Then it happened as they were parting from him that Peter said to Jesus, Master, is it good for us to be here? Let us make three tabernacles, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were fearful, and they entered the cloud, and the voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. When the voice had ceased, Jesus was found alone, but they kept quiet and told no one in those days of the things they had seen. Now it happened on the next day, when they had come down from the mountain. So Jesus is up in the mountain. This is what he was doing. A great multitude met him. Suddenly a man from the multitude cried out saying, Teacher, I implore you, look on your, <coughs> excuse me, look on your son for he is my only child. Look on my son for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him and he suddenly cries out and convulses him so that he foams at the mouth and it departs from him with great difficulty bruising him. So I implored your disciples to cast it out but they could not. So, they brought him to the disciples. He brought his son to his disciples. Not necessarily the church, but to the disciples. They didn't bring him to the pastor, but brought him to the sheep, so to speak, or the disciples of the pastor. And so they, they weren't even looking for Jesus. They just wanted somebody who knew Jesus and knew how to function like Jesus functioned to cast the demon out, right? So that's what they're doing. So people are going to bring people to you when they hear this church is flowing in the miraculous and they see you walking in the community, their expectation will be that the miraculous can come through you too. You are a walking example of what happens at Spirit Life Church. Okay, Every, and the reflection of them reflects on you and their reflection is Christ. Amen? And so we want to reflect that as well. So then Jesus answered and said, Oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? Uh, be with you and bear with you. Bring your son here. So there's our lack of faith again for the disciples. So <laughs> we'll get back to growing our faith. Um, and he was still coming, um, excuse me, as he was still com coming, the demon threw him down and convulsed him. Then Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the child, and gave him back to his father. And they were all amazed. This was the wrong testament, but that's okay. And they were all amazed at the majesty of God. But while everyone marveled at all these things, which Jesus did. He said to his disciples, let these words sink down into your ears, for the Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of men. So there is one version, which could possibly is Mark, I apologize. But it says that the people were disputing with the disciples. They were now arguing with the disciples. And so you'll have people, when you're in the midst of a manifestation of a miracle, a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, you will have doubters that will come your way. And in order to not be drawn into what they're saying, into their doubt, and into their unbelief, you've got to be praying in the Holy Spirit and listening to the voice of God. It's the same thing uh, traveling the lake. You know, when, Pete, when they were going across the lake and the storm came, and it was like, Jesus, is that you? And Peter got out because he could hear Jesus' voice in the midst of the storm, right? So we have to learn to hear Jesus' voice in the midst of the storm. So situations that were happening earlier today is a good opportunity to hear the voice of Jesus so you understand it, you learn what it sounds like, you get familiar with the voice of God so when you're in the midst of a storm, you know what the voice of God sounds like in that storm because the devil can quote scripture in the storm too. But you got to know the difference. You got to know the difference. Amen.
Well, we got off track. All right. So praise the Lord. <laughs> well, thank you, Jesus. God is good. So we must be a doer of the word and not here only. Where did we go, you guys? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> All right. So we must be a doer of the word. In James 1.22, when we read that, it says, but be a doer of the word. That word there is logos, <laughs> which is something that was said. So when it's said, you're supposed to go and be a doer of what was preached at, at least that day. If you're not reading every day, you got to go and do what the preacher is preaching. Because then once you start doing it, now you're showing your faith. Um, someone said that faith is a noun, but believing is a verb. Believe is an action. We do th something when we believe in something. So my example was a bank. I believe, I have faith <laughs> that my money is in the bank. How do I show my faith is in the money in the bank? Because I use my debit card. I believe, therefore, I stick my debit card into a machine and I believe it's going to pay my bill. That's faith activated. I mean, to look at it in a weird sense. It is, because I'm doing what I believe is there. Right? So it's the same thing with the Word of God. We have to go be a doer of what we believe that the Word of God is saying about us. The Word of God says that we shall lay hands on the sick and what shall happen? They will recover. This is the word of God. So we have to start functioning in these things. We have to start walking in these things. And just a side drop on that is that Jesus, most every person that came to Jesus, or most every person that Jesus um, healed, they came to him. Um, he didn't just go out willy-nilly and just try to, to do any miracle. He was led by the Spirit of God. So again, you've got to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You have to know the voice of God. You have to be able to discern between the difference of what the world is saying and what the Holy Spirit is saying is what the devil is saying and what the Holy Spirit is saying. It can be close. It can be close. But the Word of God divides. Divides it for you. The learning to discern the voice of God will divide it for you. You'll know if a scripture is taken out of context because you're going to know the voice of God. You're going to know his character. You're going to know who he is. So you've got to get in the presence like we were doing earlier. Amen. Okay, so that's number two. So number one was that you have to hear the preaching of the word. Number two is, is that we do what we believe. So you've got to do it. You've got to be a doer of the word. Jesus responded many times, where is your faith? <laughs> where is your belief, basically? Why are you not doing what I've told you to do is basically what he's saying. Where is your faith? What, what are you doing? Where is your faith? So if it was just a matter of hearing, then James 1.22, must, we must do the word. So we're a hearer and we're a doer. Number three, we must simply believe God. Take him at his word. Belief is a choice. It's an absolute choice. Let's look at John 20. money in my Bible. I put it there. It didn't manifest. <laughs> Just so nobody goes off saying anything weird like that. <laughs> John 20, verse 24 through 25. Now Thomas, are you guys okay? Ready? Now Thomas, called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. So he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into the side I will not believe he didn't say he couldn't believe he said he wouldn't he said he wouldn't believe are you going to believe 
God for your healing. By Jesus' stripes, you are healed. Believe God. Simply believe God. Take him at his word. Take him at his word. He is for you. He is absolutely for you in every area of your life. You are supposed to reflect him. If, if you're sick, you're reflecting a sick God. That doesn't make sense. That's not who he is. So you're not really reflecting God when you're carrying around sickness and disease. He did all the suffering. He did all the suffering. We don't suffer for Jesus. He did all the suffering. I'm not going to negate his suffering by taking something. Why did he suffer if I'm going to have to suffer with it? What was the point of that? I'm not going to negate it. I don't want it. He did it for me, and I thank him every time. Example. Yeah. Every time I sneeze or cough, I always say healed afterwards. I do. I'm healed. I'll cough. I'll start coughing. I'm healed. I sneeze. Healed. Right? Healed. Healed. So we all have faith, but it's the believing, it's the doing and the choosing to believe that our faith is activated. Like Jairus, when he came, and I'm going to just paraphrase over the story, the one with the issue of blood, right? Jairus comes, and he says, he's come to Jesus first, and he says, I need you to come. My daughter's going to die. I need you to come. And the woman of the issue of blood disrupts it. And then in the process, Jairus's, is, is it Jairus? I apologize. Okay. Jairus' servant comes and says, don't bother the master anymore. Your daughter's dead. Forget it. And Jesus said, uh-uh. Only believe. Only believe what he already said there. Jesus didn't even say anymore. He didn't even say, don't worry. Your daughter's going to be okay. She's going to, I'm going to come. She's, I'm going to raise her from the dead. He said, uh-uh-uh-uh. Only believe. And then what about the one who came to Jesus and said, just speak your word, Lord. And my servant will be healed. Great faith. Great faith. Believe God. Just believe. <laughs> There's your great faith. You've got to hear it in order to know it. You've got to be a doer of it to remember it because you'll forget. You'll walk away and you're going to forget what you've been told of what kind of man you are. So you start doing it, implementing things in your life. You simply believe God at his word. Yes. There's your great faith. There's your three steps of great faith. Amen. I have one thing I want to read in this. So we must hear the rhema of God in order to get hearing. And when you hear the word, you can believe God by simply taking God at his word. Yes. And then I wrote this this morning. And I want to read this. All things are possible to him who believes. Yes. <laughs> All things are possible to him who believes. Not to him who has faith, or just faith alone, who believes in that which he has heard, preached, and is actively doing, acting, and responding to that which he has heard. 
Jesus, when he was talking to Peter, and Peter fell through the water, and Jesus said, why did you doubt? He lost his belief. He still had faith, but his faith was no longer in belief. It wasn't activated. He wasn't just taking God at his word and just moving forward with it. But Jesus wanted to see the expression of faith. Where is it? Where did it go? So there's an expression of faith. Yeah. It's by doing the word of God. It's by doing what God has told you to do. Actively responding to what you believe. Jesus was wondering why Peter stopped believing. Believing is a choice. Do we have any believers in the house today? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Do we have any believers in the house today? Amen. Amen. So now, the last thing, this is closing. And we're going to say it one more time. And I'm going to add a little something to it at the end. Are you guys ready to say it again? Yes. I am the church. I am the church. A, member of the body of Christ. a member of the body of Christ. And the gates of hell shall not, hell shall prevail, not. Against me. prevail against me. The Spirit of God, Spirit of God dwells, in me. dwells in me. And because I believe in him, in the name of my Lord, in the name of my Lord Jesus, Jesus, God's Christ, God's Christ I, will I will cast out demons. Cast out demons. I, will I will speak with new tongues. Speak with new tongues. I, will I will use my authority, use my authority over, demonic over demonic influences in my community. In my community. As, the viper bit Paul, As the viper bit Paul and did not kill him, if evil and death, evil and death try, to try to attach itself to me, it will not harm me. I will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Because God said, greater works will I do, because I choose to believe. Amen. Did I help you guys tonight? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, thank you for bearing with me. I hope it was a good word for you guys. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Hallelujah. What a wonderful word. Glory to God. Let's just do a short prayer.